0: Welcome to Theriotz, the father-daughter podcast team where two completely unqualified idiots share their insight on world theories, conspiracies, and the unsolved. I'm Tony.
1: And I'm Bree. Let's theorize. Okay, hello, hello. Welcome to our very first episode of Theriotz.
0: I'm so excited. (laughs)
1: Woo! Okay. So today we'll talk about spontaneous human combustion, what it is, and go over three different cases on it. Dad, do you know anything about this?
0: Uh, Honestly, I don't know much about the cases. I think spontaneous combustion is, for me anyway, when something spontaneously combusts.
1: Okay, okay. (laughs) That's not far off. I mean, (laughs) well, the internet defines spontaneous human combustion as the concept of the combustion of a living or sometimes deceased human body without an apparent external source of ignition. It's basically when something or someone dead or alive catches on fire without clear cause and it's believed to start within the host's body.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So, like, within the host body, as in, like, that person is the one that ignites it, or something outside causes that person's body to ignite?
1: Well, I mean, it's not exactly known, but I think people think it starts within their body itself, like their organs, their intestines, something like that.
0: Oh, okay. I guess this is probably what we're going to find out. That's cool. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> so, to this day, there are over 200 supposed cases of spontaneous human combustion that have been reported worldwide. Hmm. Science has tried to investigate it, and it basically came back inconclusive. They have no idea why it happens. <laughs> huh.
0: Interesting. Um, so, I'm yeah. excited to find out if these cases that you're going to talk about, if um, it was truly something spontaneous, as, mm-hmm. as the definition says, or if within these cases there's some evidence that shows... Um, that something else caused it. Cause you know, naturally I, I'm, I'm probably more skeptical than you are. So for me, there's always <laughs> some kind of scientific s- explanation or something behind it, mm-hmm. but I'm, but I want to hear what you have to say.
1: Okay. Well, let's get into the causes then. The first main cause of spontaneous human combustion is how the victim is behaving. So like extreme stress, which is scary because now I'm like, if I'm really stressed out, am I going to just catch on fire? Mm-mm. I mean, what the heck? The habits of the victim, like alcohol consumption, since alcohol is flammable.
0: Well, that's a problem for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not me, I'm only 20. <laughs> Proximity to the potential sources of ignition, which obviously. Okay. I mean, you don't spontaneously combust, and if there's a fire around you, you catch on fire.
0: True, and that's, that's where my skepticism comes in, okay.
1: This one is the one I believe, and it's poltergeist activity.
0: Whoa, okay. Well, that's new. I've never heard of that. That
1: is number 1 for me. That's always how it happens and you cannot say otherwise.
0: <laughs> so, before we get into this these uh cases, so do you think you're the type of person that believes in things like uh ghosts and stuff like that?
1: Uh, I never had an experience, but I don't want to say I don't believe in it because some crazy things do happen.
0: I guess so. For, for, and for me, just like I said before, I'm I'm more on the side of skepticism. So I, I always think there's some kind of explanation, you know, partly probably because I never uh, experienced something like that. But also a lot of the times maybe things are coincidences or, I don't know, just happen to happen and people maybe think that way because that's the way their mind thinks. But let's see. Let's find out. I'm sure there are people like you out there and there are people like me.
1: You don't believe in ghosts at all?
0: I don't know. You know, it's kind of one of those things where I just... You know, because I never experienced it, then um, I don't know. I, can, I, I think I, pro- I, pro- I can probably chalk most things up to explanation somewhere. True,
1: true. Well, <laughs> this last cause is ball lighting. You know what that is? I have no idea what ball lighting is. <laughs> I didn't is. either. So this is a luminescent spherical object that varies anywhere from the size of a pea to several meters in diameter. So very vague. <laughs> They're usually associated with thunderstorms but said to last longer than the split second of a flash of a lightning bolt. So see,
0: so I I've, so I I've, I've heard you. I don't I don't even know if this is the same thing, but I've mm-hmm. heard people talk about this a lot of times in photography. Like you'll get a a picture and then you'll see like this orb or something on there I don't know if that's the same thing. But again, that's something I feel could be chalked up to, like, a photo lens or something like yeah. that. And I've even heard people talk about, like, they're on an airplane or something, and then it'll be, there'll be, like, what seems like a, a orb or a ball of lightning that'll come through the cockpit if lightning hits it. And I don't know if that's the same, but, hmm. again, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's scientific, too.
1: Yeah, I'm, this says 19th century reports, so very long ago, uh, yeah. claim that ball lights eventually explode, leaving behind an odor and sulfur. Oh, interesting. So, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. let's take their word for it. Each case has in common these things. Okay. This is going to get weird. They are almost always chronic alcoholics. Every case. <laughs> oh
0: boy. We're in trouble, many of us.
1: <laughs> they are mostly elderly females. So, oh. you're not in trouble for that one, at least. <laughs> when I get older, maybe. Some lighted substance may have come into contact with the body.
0: That makes sense. Like, come on. Cigarettes, right? <laughs>
1: The victim's hands and feet usually fall off. That's disgusting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes me nervous. The fire has caused little to no damage to anything else in the house or room.
0: Now, that is interesting. I don't That I don't know how you can explain.
1: Exactly. That is weird. And the combustion left a residue of greasy ashes and a, quote, very offensive odor.
0: Hmm. So it's possible someone could have been <laughs> cooking, um chicken fried chicken on the stove <laughs> that
1: is not offensive that smells good
0: <laughs> no that's not the offensive part they could gonna be cooking the fried chicken with grease and they having a fart and that was the odor
1: oh god <laughs> well they're dead so well when you die doesn't your body release gases i mean maybe that's the offensive odor.
0: well i haven't died yet but uh
1: <laughs> you know I'm that no time si- you died
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i'm no scientist but i think I, I have heard that that there are smells not only that a, i think blood as well too
1: Oh god. Okay. <laughs> well, keeping all this in mind, here is the very first reported case of spontaneous human combustion. Okay. So, Countess Cornelia Zangari Bandy. Please don't clock me if I'm saying that wrong. Oh my god.
0: That must what was that like in Transylvania?
1: Uh, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So. She was born in July of 1664. She was an Italian noblewoman married to Count Francesco Bandy. Together, they shared seven children. I am so sorry. The Mm. oldest, Giovanni Carlo, being the future cardinal of the Catholic Church. So he must be the favorite.
0: (laughs) Or maybe just the (laughs) oldest (laughs) and entitled. Okay,
1: but if you're a cardinal, come on now. You're pretty high up. I don't know much about (laughs) church, but hello. (laughs) So during her last dinner in 1731, the 66-year-old countess was, quote, dull and heavy.
0: Mm. Not sure what that means. Okay, so she ate a lot.
1: Reports claim she was a brandy drinker and would often sprinkle camphorated brandy onto her body to relieve physical pain. Hmm. If you're like me and you have no idea what that is, I have defined it for you. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's basically a waxy, flammable, transparent solid with a strong aroma. So she just slathered herself in it. Huh. Okay. Later that night, her maid accompanied her to her room and spent over three hours chatting and praying with her. Hmm. That sounds like a party. Yeah. Chat and pray. Netflix and chill? Yeah. You don't know about. <laughs> That's their version pray of pray and chat. Yeah. <laughs> when the maid had left, the countess had already been asleep. The next day, the maid grew concerned when her mistress did not wake up at her usual time. When she went to check on the countess, she found the room full of soot and her remains reduced to ash a little more than 3 feet from her bed. So just a pile of ashes. The only thing that remained were her legs below the knee three fingers, and the front of her skull. Like, that's so, just very specific parts of her body. Though the countess was nearly completely gone, the bed and almost all of the furniture had gone untouched. So nothing else in the house or the room was damaged. The only clear damage was a greasy and smelly layer on the furniture and an oil lamp on the floor covered in ashes with no oil. So, <laughs> okay,
0: see, and here's, here's kind of where, uh, where my thinking comes in. First of all, you said this was 16th century, right? Uh, was that what it is? Yeah, in
1: 1731.
0: Okay, so the,
1: what, um, the 18th century?
0: Yeah, the, the 18th <laughs> what century. century I, mean? I was off by a couple centuries. <laughs> but I, see, my thing is, I don't I, a lot of a lot of the things from that time frame are based on what someone wrote, right? So mm-hmm. you know, can we prove it? There was no video back then. There's none of that stuff, and I know. You know, that doesn't mean anything because they had written word and stuff like that. But you're really just relying on someone's uh, version of what happened. But right. And then the other part is back then there was some, probably they were being heated and there was light by fire. So there was right. I'm going to assume there was probably a fireplace or something near her. And then the other part was the oil lamp was on the side. So obviously if they had an oil lamp, it's probably it there's a high probability that there was a, a little bit of fire in that. A lamp itself. Mm-hmm. So, is it possible that the lamp maybe fell over in the middle of the night, caught where she was laying on fire, caught her on fire, happened to go out by the time it got down to her knees, and that's that's what caused the whole thing mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, that. I mean, and who knows? Back then, they probably just assumed it was witchcraft or something. Very true. Okay, so the way the sheets were found suggests that the countess had arisen at some point during the night, which if she had knocked over the oil lamp, makes sense. Mm -hmm. The scene of her death was examined by the Reverend of Verona, Giuseppe Bianchini, who sometimes goes by Joseph.
0: (laughs) Apparently no (laughs) one had an easy name in the 18th (laughs) century.
1: (laughs) I don't know anything about (laughs) Italy in the 18th century. He reasoned that since her partial skull was found in between her two legs, she must have suddenly been consumed by the fire after she had arisen. So her head literally just fell in the skull, in the skull. Her skull had literally fallen in between where her body used to be. So uh-huh. She just so, disappeared, basically.
0: Oh, so they're assuming she was standing up when she was on fire.
1: Right. Because mm. since her front of her skull was found in between her legs, it just fell straight down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess. Her it. So body it wasn't sense. there anymore.
0: Huh. So she was standing up, so then she obviously, and, and she you said she had a couple of drinks before she went to bed, right, that night?
1: Uh, she was a brandy drinker, didn't say how many she mm-hmm. had, but she definitely covered herself in that camp rated brandy.
0: Okay, so she had a couple of drinks, she went to bed, she went to get up to either get something to eat, or she had a massive hangover in the middle of the <laughs> night.
1: <laughs> At two in and, the morning.
0: <laughs> and she stood up and kicked the lamp over Caught her clothes on fire because if she was drinking, she probably went to bed with her clothes on because we all know if you drink, you don't <laughs> take the time to take your clothes off. Got up, kicked the lamp, caught her blouse on fire. The, back then, they probably wore super huge blouse thingies that were very flammable. <laughs> Giant and dresses. Instantly caught. Especially you said she was she was a little bit bigger, so hers was a little bit more fabric. <laughs> probably caught the the entire thing on fire. Instantly combusted. Burned her body because she was so drunk she had no way to put it out because they did not have the drop tuck and roll method.
1: She just let it happen. She's <laughs> she, like, this is this is how it ends. And
0: she was probably <laughs> she, she probably had so much brandy she didn't even feel it, and it just torched her to the point where uh, it went up because her dress was only to her knees, <laughs> and that's why. I, <laughs> that's why from her knee down that's what was left
1: wow <laughs> solved mystery solved if only you were around in 1731 i mean well you, might have, been. Old now. <laughs> you might have been <laughs> nice oh so he says the whole event must have occurred so fast that her skull literally fell straight through the space her body used to occupy which that's kind of scary <laughs>
0: Well, that's well. I mean, how hot was this fire? Because if it, oh, see only her skull remained, that means it burned her bones between her neck and her knees.
1: Not even just the front of her skull; like the rest of her face was gone.
0: Hmm, that's strange. That I that I yeah. definitely have no explanation for. <laughs> it burned some <laughs> Try bones. Try to
1: defunk that one.
0: <laughs> she had a she she had a very <laughs> thick skull.
1: <laughs> so it says the fire therefore had to have started somewhere within the countess's lower torso, which. The oil lamp could have touched her layer mm-hmm. in the belly button. Oh. He concluded that the fire may have started due to gastrointestinal imbalance. So don't go to bed, Gassy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so her, So her flatulence?
1: Yeah, she had to <laughs> fart and just caught on fire. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's the case of the Countess. That was the first ever recorded case of it. I mean... Interesting. I'm sure one can easily defunct that just because of the oil lamp i mean it's the part of the skull falling right in between her legs is a little weird but yeah interesting other than that i mean it's up to you to decide whether or not that's right
0: i think science can probably explain that one but okay what else (laughs) you got
1: (laughs) okay another incident in 1951 this is i think one of the most famous cases just because i've heard about it before is the case of Mary Reeser, a 67-year-old woman who was found burned to death in her home after her landlady realized the house's doorknob was unusually warm. Which is weird because was she going in her house or was she just touching her doorknob? That's a little weird to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess was she checking on her because she hadn't heard from her in a while? I know. Mm.
1: Was it a house? Was it an apartment? I guess probably in either case
0: it wouldn't matter. Either way, there might be wood.
1: Going around touching doorknobs huh. okay. um after notifying the police, they found Mary's remains completely burned to ash with only one leg remaining again with the leg okay right exact a single leg uh the chair she was sitting on was also completely destroyed, which okay detectives found that Mary's temperature had been around thirty five hundred degrees Fahrenheit or one thousand nine hundred and thirty degrees Celsius for all you non-American listeners, I know you're there. We have listeners in Canada, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was puzzling as almost everything else in the room had remained intact. So nothing else except her in the chair.
0: So, I, well, I guess I don't know enough about spontaneous combustion to determine how they came up with 3,500 degrees. But mm-hmm. how do they, I guess, I, how do they determine that it was 3,500 degrees? Was Would they come in when it was freshly hot?
1: Yeah, maybe or maybe it assume? was hotter than that. I or mean, maybe they just checked her leg.
0: Maybe did they I guess did they assume based on how much body damage there was? Um, and then how did nothing else? If it was thirty five hundred I mean that's insane. I mean you go outside in the summer and it's ninety-two degrees out, that's pretty dang hot. <laughs>
1: You're sweating like a pig.
0: Thirty five I mean I don't know how I don't know what kind of degrees like jet fuel burns at, but uh, I mean that that's kind of what you need to burn through steel. Uh, I don't know what 3,500 degrees, I guess what that can melt through. But how is it possible that it only burns the body if they determine it was at that kind of temperature and mm-hmm. nothing else around her?
1: Yeah, that that is very weird. Hmm. So it says Risa often took sleeping pills and smoked cigarettes, leading to the theory that she may have fallen asleep after she took a sleeping pill while holding the cigarette and ultimately she catch on fire.
0: Hmm. That, Which can happen quick. That makes sense.
1: She could have just, you're gone.
0: So I've seen that happen in modern day. Even obviously, there are a lot of right. house fires and stuff like that. I guess the 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 part that, that's hard to explain though is how nothing else around it burn. Because obviously, we know if there's a house fire now, a lot of times you see that with mattresses. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone falls asleep smoking a cigarette, the mattress catches on fire. Obviously, they can, but the mattress is also on fire. The, the, the weird part about all these cases is nothing else around. That's that's yeah. the part that's really hard to explain.
1: Well, the chair was um destroyed but was the chair in the middle of the room you think it would have touched the chair and then if it was near a curtain you know
0: yeah and how does it just go out like that i mean if if they determined it was 3500 degrees i would imagine that would have kept going for a little bit burn the whole place down but
1: hmm. um there was also a socket which had been burnt which made the clock stop at 226 a.m suggesting that was the time of her death so in the middle of the night she goes to bed late oh
0: huh. wait what year was that did they have batteries then
1: 1951. Okay. <laughs> Did they th- have batteries then? Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> I thought this was another one of those uh, 17th, 18th century.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this one's in the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, who's to know if they had batteries in 1951? I sure wasn't around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't either, but I'm pretty sure they had batteries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Any of our older listeners want to confirm that?
0: We could probably <laughs> Google it. which is a a theme you'll probably hear often from us is google it yeah we um, don't
1: believe anything the other one said so please just google it for us (laughs) as
0: our intro stated we are unqualified idiots and so believe (laughs) half of what you hear and remember half of that as they say What the? that's an old saying you'll you'll hear it one day i'm
1: not that old (laughs) okay the most recent case was actually in december 2010 so not even 10 years ago hmm Uh, in Ireland, when a 76-year-old man, Michael Faherty, was found dead in his home when his neighbor was awoken by the sound of a smoke alarm. Faherty's body was found lying on his back with his head closest to an open fireplace. The fire had been confined to only one sitting room, the one he was sitting in, and the only damage found was to the ceiling and floor directly above and below him. So, not even any furniture, just the ceiling and the floor. Uh, Assistant Chief Fire Officer Gary O'Malley, very Irish, concluded that the open fire was not the cause of the blaze, which led to his death. Mm. So, even though his head was near a fireplace, that's not what killed him or started a fire.
0: Interesting. So, (laughs) Officer Gary
1: O'Malley,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always try to do this Irish accent. It never comes out quite so good but
1: <laughs> you are the opposite of what i <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> um,
0: so this happened in 2010 so obviously recorded history but again no video evidence even though it was recent this is just basic uh or based on story of someone who went in and did the investigation on it but again this is another situation you're saying where just the body itself was burning the ceiling right. above and below where he was standing so, again, another standing victim. What, what? I wonder what the the common denominator, I mean, obviously the common denominators is that all, they all seem to be standing, but I uh, yeah. wonder why that creates a combustion.
1: Well, I guess Mary Reeser was sitting in her chair.
0: Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Two people were standing, though, which I didn't even think of that. That's true. Huh. Um, post-mortem pathologist Grace Callagy? Callagy, you know, that Irish name. Noted he had type 2 diabetes and hypertension, but had not died from heart failure. So, (laughs) he died from the fire. Like, obviously. He caught on fire. I would imagine
0: so (laughs) if they found his body charred. I I probably, I would assume it was the fire.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's completely gone. But, I don't know. Let's test if he died from heart failure. The coroner concluded that he died of spontaneous human combustion. So, even they couldn't figure out what's going on.
0: Or how it happens. So apparently there are many, many cases. These are just example of three cases, right? Historically right. That, that we've had. But yep. uh, do uh, does it indicate anywhere in there, Like how how many cases average per year or historically how many cases?
1: Uh, no, it just said to this day there's over two hundred.
0: Two hundred. I guess. So if the first All one was hundred. in 1651, was that what you said?
1: 1731.
0: 17. Wow, I'm good with my math today. <laughs> 1731. Um. So wow, we're talking about uh, almost three hundred years, two hundred cases. So less than one one a year. But mm-hmm. wow, I mean, for for it to even happen three times historically, exactly. Right. Um. It's weird. Yeah, and and the fact that I guess it doesn't seem to be explained. Um. I don't know that. I mean, that's one of those things that I, I guess will maybe I don't know. Sometime a hundred years from now, they'll be mm-hmm. able to explain. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's the g- gases or the chemicals in our body. Like one, I think one of the stories you said referred to like um, gas in your body being possibly one of the causes. So I okay. wonder if these people are, uh, they said alcohol is a contributor. So I mm-hmm. wonder if the combination of some kind of, I don't know, maybe it was acid reflux. Does acid reflux cause that kind of gas Ooh, in the mix girl, with alcohol?
1: Watch
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> I just uh, solved the spontaneous combustion uh, mystery.
1: Maybe you're the scientist they need. Because in 2010, they just ruled it as spontaneous human combustion, which is basically... Come on! I mean, that's ten years
0: ago. It sounds like spontaneous combustion is a made-up word for when they can't explain why someone catches (laughs) on fire.
1: fire? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, that is weird, though. How they determined that the fireplace wasn't a factor.
0: I guess I I guess they would have assumed that if um, there was no nothing burned around the fireplace, then it couldn't couldn't have come from that. But Mm -hmm. I mean, there's those little. um, you call those little uh like fire things that float in the air it's like little like,
1: sparks or like
0: em- embers embers of fire oh, um you know they float in the air is it possible something as simple as that floating in the air mm-hmm. could have um you know whatever if there was some kind of gas in the air like you a know fart. obviously yeah, yeah that kind of flatulence or if there's also um like you know obviously there are cases even in modern history where if you know a stove on yeah. um a gas stove anyway, you know, if there's a fire that can instantly, you know, combust or whatever. And actually, you know what? Well, around it's kind of interesting. I only found out recently that um, gas actually has no natural odor. Did you know that? That the uh, odor. Well,
1: yeah, because isn't it when you have a leak, you can't smell it?
0: Right, exactly. But the, the gas companies pump this, uh, this odor intentionally through the gas line so um. that if there's a leak, you can smell it. Otherwise, you would have no idea. You could spark, uh, spark up a cigarette, or you know, light a candle or something, and boom.
1: Oh, I thought you couldn't smell it.
0: Well, no, no well that's that's what I'm saying. That the natural natural gas has no mm-hmm. odor, but um, the gas companies intentionally pump an odor through it so that uh, when there's a leak, then you can smell it.
1: Mm. So hmm. look at that. Or, Maybe in 2010 they didn't have that in Ireland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't think so. Did they even have gas stoves back then? Everything was probably oh, in
1: 2010. <laughs> In 2010, did they even have batteries? (laughs) There's no way to know. There's no way to know.
0: Google it. We'll never know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure there's a reason. I don't know if I believe this.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of one of those things, like I said. I mean, 2010 was fairly recent, though. It's not like someone could have interpreted something that wasn't attributed to modern science. That's close enough. That it's possible it could have happened without being explained. There are a lot of things, just like we're going to talk about on this podcast, in many episodes that are um, not explainable, that are theories about uh, the world, or some of them are conspiracies, and some of them are are far-fetched and way out there, but, you know, some of the stuff just can't be explained, and so if it can't, then you just got to chalk it up to conspiracy or mystery.
1: (laughs) Unsolved. Unsolved. Well, you know what? Spontaneous human combustion. You didn't fool this idiot. I think there's a reason <laughs> that this happens. <laughs> I know I,
0: we are, we are unqualified idiots, as we stated. But I I think for the most part, there probably is an explanation that we just don't know about yet.
1: Yeah.
0: As advanced um, as we are, and as as far as we've come in even the last hundred years mm-hmm. or fifty years, even. Um, I. I just think it's one of those things that we just we just don't know about. But sometime in the future, maybe, you know, someone will figure it out.
1: Maybe the poltergeists will show themselves or our
0: our future selves, the aliens.
1: (gasps) If Hmm. I see myself walking through that door and saying I'm from the future and I have stalled spontaneous human combustion, I'll have to believe myself. I don't I know. know. I is
0: that Back to the Future <laughs> theory true? I don't know. That uh, you see yourself, and you disappear. Nah, I don't think that's true. I think um, the Last Avengers movie proved
1: <laughs> <laughs> that. It's a, wasn't it's a true. fever dream. <laughs> it wasn't ever real. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the case of spontaneous human combustion. I mean, I don't. I don't think I believe it.
0: Hmm, interesting. Now, which is surprising because you're the one that naturally believes in ghosts.
1: I do. I do. But I mean. A ghost has different ways of messing with you than setting you on fire. Like, they want to mess with you. They don't want to kill you. Mm. Have you ever seen Paranormal Activity? They just dragged her body out of that room. They could have killed her right then and there, but they didn't.
0: I don't know. Some of the stuff is fake. You know, Amityville Horror was a whole, well, fake story. A lot of people believe that movie was true, and that was far from true. That was actually based on someone's story that was made up.
1: The Blair Witch Project? That wasn't even real. They played with my emotions.
0: Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. A lot of these things can be explained.
1: True, true. But some things can't and that's why we are here. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> I guess some things you
0: have to just believe. You can't see air or oxygen.
1: <laughs> I don't believe in air. <laughs> but
0: it exists.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You y-
0: breathe y- it every day. Well that's awesome. That's uh that's great research. I learned uh, mm. you know, a lot about spontaneous combustion today and um I'm still obviously questioning some of it. Um, but it's nice to hear those uh you know, that uh, point of view on it. Hopefully some of our listeners um, have some information on it maybe they can you know reach out to us on our instagram
1: maybe someone they know maybe they were related to michael faherty from from
0: 1731 or 51 whatever
1: 2010 <laughs> oh,
0: man, man did you up.
1: learn anything today are you sure
0: <laughs> i learned part yeah i learned i'm not <laughs> as good at math as i always thought i was apparently <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the further removed you are from school, the worse you get. I guess. In, I think in
1: 1731 they had more complex names than Michael Faraday. Oh, you never know. This girl's name was Countess Cordelia's Angry Bandy the mm. Third, Fourth, and Fifth,
0: who loved brandy and food. <laughs> it sounded like
1: <laughs> she was very dull and very heavy. <laughs> Man, if someone ever described me like that, dull and heavy, that's mm. horrible.
0: I guess I could describe me, but. Anyway, that's for <laughs> that's for another day.
1: All right. Well, uh, should I give you your case now that I want you to discuss next week?
0: I guess you can. Well, well. we'll so just kind of to explain, well, you know, this is obviously our very first episode. We hope you enjoyed Spontaneous Combustion and you learned something about it. Maybe do your own little research. Uh, you can let us know. You can tag us on our Instagram, Theriotz. That's T-H-E-O-R-I-O-T-S. And you can also find us on Facebook, same name, Theriotz. And pretty soon, we'll have a website that we'll be able to put up. Uh, you can share your information with us. We'll give you some more information on that. As that comes up, you know, we certainly appreciate you guys joining us for our very first episode. We hope to have many, many more. And, you know, we're just going to get better at this. Um, we're proud of the fact that this is our first one, and we're just doing it.
1: Yeah. We made a pretty cool intro. I'm pretty proud of it. I like that <laughs> music. It's creeping me out. I'm going to have a nightmare tonight.
0: <laughs> so apparently, it sounds like you're going to give me my next topic, and I, I have to do yeah. some research.
1: So I'm going to tell you exactly what to research. And it is the cold case of Elisa Lam. Spell E-L-I-S-A-L-A-M.
0: The cold case of Elisa Lam. You want me to do yes. a It's case? Cool. Sounds good. So okay. one more thing I forgot. You can also actually reach us on our email, which is theorists at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-O-R-I-O-T-S at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. For our very first episode of Theorists, we certainly thank you for joining us. I've been Tony.
1: And I've been Bree.
0: And we will see you next time.
1: Woo!